Hey there, welcome to the Favorite Church Podcast. We are a church for imperfect people who want to know God and make Him famous. In this episode, we'll be hearing from our senior pastor, James Aiden. Hey everyone, welcome to Favorite Church Online. So great to have you here. We are live where anything can happen, and I'm so happy there are so many socially distanced wa- mask-wearing people that are here. I was going to say wask-marrying. Uh, and uh, I'm just so glad you're here. We're continuing our series called This Is My House. Uh, but I want to give a big shout out. My uh, executive assistant, me and Kate's executive assistant, Tally, had a baby boy this week. Her and John are on staff in our church. And so shout out. They named him Wolfie. Uh, <laughs> Wolf Mother, Wolf Gang, Wolf Gang, sorry. I call them Wolf Mother, which is a, a band from Australia. The Joker. Yeah, that's a good band. And uh, so shout out, we love you, Italian John. Also, uh, you know, we've, we've been doing this series called This Is My House. And uh, the first week we talked a lot about uh, how, uh, you know, if you can go to work, you should go to church. In the midst of the pandemic, we got exciting news that I'm about to share with you a little bit later on, so hold on for it. But uh, this week uh, as well, uh, sorry, last Sunday I talked about, are you a pot plant or a tree? And this week, a couple of our other great leaders in our church, Kevin and Chinny Conception, had their little baby, Clara. And uh, and so we love you. Shout out watching in hospital. But uh, there were some complications uh, with Clara's birth. And so as a church, we've been praying for little baby Clara. And uh, and what's been amazing is that Kevin, I was texting with Kevin and we we got to actually, Kate and I actually uh, uh, video called them as well. But he texted me and he said, I'm so glad I'm not a pot plant. My roots are buried deep in favor. And he was just so blown away, away by all the love and support that they'd received both in prayer and people come in and, and, and just being there. And so, hey, we love you guys. We're praying for a complete hero. Me, me, can we do this again? Joke Lung, it's live. We can't. Uh, I don't know why I'm missing my words up today. Hey, we're praying for a complete healing miracle for baby Clara right now. Uh, and so we love you guys. Um, so today is a special day. And the reason why it's a special day is because we're starting our annual legacy offering season. And what was really interesting about this is that I was uh, going to, we were doing this series called This Is My House, which I love about being planted. This is my house. I, I'm loyal to a house. I don't have mistress churches all around that created a bit of controversy uh, by people that felt guilty. And, uh, and so we, <laughs> anyway, and so I, I, I actually said, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to kind of put that series on hold and go into our legacy offering series. But then one of the great guys on our staff, uh, Tito Rocky, Pastor Rocky, I said to me, James, we don't have to actually put our This Is My House series on hold because if we're talking about a legacy offering, if this is my house, then the overflow of an ownership of This Is My House is that I would give over and beyond into this house. And I said, that's a great idea. I'm going to claim it as my own. And, uh, but from then till now, I got guilty and I gave all the glory unto Rocky. And, uh, and he gives it to God wherever he is. He's somewhere around here. And so we're talking today about our legacy offering. And what's interesting is people ask me all the time, why do you call it a legacy offering? And I really felt from the Lord when we uh, chose the name legacy 
It was because I wanted everything that we gave into over and beyond our tithe. I wanted it to leave a legacy. What is a legacy? A legacy is something that you leave for the future generations to come. And my question simply to you is this today. What legacy are you leaving the generations to come? A legacy is both about you and has nothing to do with you. What does that mean? It's about you because you're going to leave a legacy. So it's about you, but it has nothing to do with you because you probably won't experience the legacy that you leave. It will be for those that you leave it to. And it will benefit the generations that are to come. And, and, and I love the Word of God because in the Word of God, it shows that God is a God of generations. All you have to do is look through and see the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is a God of generations. And, and every decision that you make will have a generational impact. I'm amazed by how often people don't understand the generational impact that their decisions will have. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just think about the decisions that your parents made that impacted you. The decisions your parents made gave you a starting place in your life. The decisions your grandparents made gave your parents a starting place. The decisions your great, 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 okay, you see where I'm going with this. And the great, and the great, and the great. You know, privilege is a real thing. Privilege is something that's been thrown around a lot in the last couple of years. People talking about white privilege in America, all around the world. Privilege is a real thing. Privilege will determine where you start, but privilege doesn't determine where you finish. I love hearing stories here, here in the Philippines. I love hearing stories about people that didn't start with wealth yet worked hard and acquired it. People like Henry C. Uh, Sr., who started a little shoe shop in Chiapo called Shoe Mart, which is now SM. Started with nothing. Started this little shoe shop. What did he do? He hustled. He worked hard. He did what he needed to do. I love the story of, of John, the Guckenway family, how it, as 13-year-old, his dad dies, and he's peddling items on the streets of Cebu, riding around his bike so that he can help give money and feed his family. And because of his hard work and his hustle, he ends up building the whole Robinson's conglomerate, Cebu Pacific, all this stuff. These guys didn't have much. They weren't privileged, but they didn't allow where they were in life to determine where they were going to end up in life. And, and in the Philippines in particular, I believe that every person has the chance to break any generational mindsets, any generational curses. Yeah, it might be a little bit harder for some, but I found the people that start with less usually build a capacity and a strength that other people don't have. And so stop complaining about where you started and start believing and dreaming that with God, nothing's impossible. Through God, I can do all things. And it's not about where I started, but it's about where I'm going, where I'm finishing, and what I'm going to leave for the generations to come. I already said it as I look at the Word of God. I see the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I see the God that, that shows us that the decisions that you make will impact the generations to come. I read the book of First and Second Kings. All you got to do is read that and see the impact that the decisions that are made in your life, how they impact the generations. All the kings, their decisions impacting their family line, not just their family line, but impacting a nation. I want to be someone that leaves such a legacy that my grandkids will be preaching about what I did.
my grandkids will be standing in the legacy that my wife and I left for our family. And like I said, we've been talking about this is my house, planted in the house. You know, you don't just attend a service. You don't just watch online. I've been encouraging people that, you know, we're coming back to service real soon. And, and as good as an option as watching online has been in this season, uh, I think you can all agree with me here that being in the room is not compared to being online at all. Online is good when we don't have anything else, when it's all you have, when there's a pandemic uh, going around the whole world. But man, when you get in the room, there's people sitting up the back. You can't even see them. When you get in the room, there's just something different about being in the room. And when you get in a house and you make a house yours, like we talked about last week, you are going to flourish. You're going to grow. And here's the thing. Once a house becomes yours, once this becomes your house, the logical next step is to actually invest and to give into this house like it's your own. Not just to give a tip, but to give into this house. And this year, we're stepping into our legacy offering season. Every year, uh, we do it around this time where, where we believe in tithing. We believe in, in giving our, our first 10% to God. I'm going to talk a little bit about that next week. If you've just tuned in today, you're like, oh my gosh, all this church does is talk about money. Well, Today, yes, <laughs> and next week, and then the week after, yes, but all you got to do is watch our services. We take about 20 seconds to talk about our, our ties every week. It's not that we're scared about it. It's not that we feel awkward. I have no problem talking about what Jesus talked about a lot. And so when it comes to money, we don't talk about it every single week, but when we talk about it, we go hard, and we go to the Bible, and we show what the Bible says about it. And in our legacy offering, it's a, it's a time every year where we can actually give over and above our weekly tithes into what God is doing in our church and what God is doing through our church. And I'm not afraid to talk about money because the, the simplicity of money is this. Either you will serve money or money will serve you. There's no in-between. Either you'll serve money and be a slave to money or money will serve you. I want to be somewhere, someone that my money serves in my life. I don't want to have to serve it. Before I go on any further, our team put together uh, a great video for this year's legacy offering. I'm warning you, they told me and Kate that we had to be dramatic for effect. So I'm just... <laughs> I'm warning you a little bit, but I'll, I want you to watch this because there's a really cool announcement that's about to happen. So check out this year's legacy offering. COVID-19 can be a pandemic. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know when this pandemic will end. And we don't know how our plans and dreams will work out. This is the age of uncertainty. But here's what we know. Divine connections and opportunities for businesses out of nowhere. Countless stories of healings and families restored. The health of our people. Salvation of loved ones, job promotions, financial breakthroughs, the helpless reached, wisdom, emotional healing. And God isn't done yet. There's an endless amount of possibilities waiting for you and I. 
and uncertainty is not going to stop us from building our legacy. What is legacy? Well, legacy, simply put, is about leaving something for the generations that follow. And in our legacy offering, it's not just about giving money or connecting with things that feel good, but it's about investing into good soil that's gonna reap a reward in the generations to come. Our legacy offering is going into our favorite church's new home. On November 22, we take the next step in our journey as a church. Welcome to our new home. Located in the middle of Metro Manila, the Crown Plaza is an iconic hotel in our city. And right here in the Grand Ballroom, we have been given this space for our church services. Without any COVID restrictions, it can seat 1,600 people. It's the largest event space in the entire Ortigas city. And I'm believing that God is going to enable us to grow from where we are right now as a church to 10,000 people attending right here in this space. Five days before uh, my, I, my legacy offering uh, was actually the day before my flight to Taiwan. At that time, I decided to offer my leftovers from the trip. I had funds and it's all prepared and all. But at that, uh, that day, I was so convicted to, to really give my whole uh, Taiwan funds to the legacy offering right before my flight. God reminded me, I don't want your leftovers want your heart. So when I, when I gave it at that time, I just said, Lord, I trust you. You will provide for everything uh, for my whole trip. Just at that moment when I sent, click sent in, in the app, my Lola came knocking and then he said, Oh Rico, you're going to Taiwan. Here's 5,000. Like it was less than what I gave, but it was a reassurance that, Oh God, you will really provide. And then the same day, uh, one of my high school friends before, who never contacted me, started contacting me saying, Hey, I want to meet with you today. Oh, I want to hire you to make my website. He paid three times the amount of what I gave at the legacy offering. And imagine, on the same day, God already provided over and beyond I could have imagined. And He didn't stop there. Even during my flight, my, my flight itself was upgraded to business class. And I'm like, wow, it's the first time going business class. And when I was going to the hotel, uh, they said, oh, my, my three-star hotel cannot be booked. So uh, the interviewer offering me, hey, uh, we can book you this five-star hotel in the city center. And I was like, wow, a five-star hotel? It's like, Lord, this, I feel really like, uh, like a prince in this foreign land. <laughs> I really felt the joy of being a child, being provided by, by God, my father, and all throughout my trip. Such a great reminder that God really would exceed what I'm expecting. I'm so thrilled. Like, I can't wait what God's gonna do this year and this year's legacy offering, how he will change people's lives. In a year of uncertainty, God is still certain of his plans, and we are sowing into something certain. This pandemic 
will not stop our legacy. So that is our incredible, exciting news. This November the 22nd, we are going back to live services. Open up for everyone at the new venue, the Crown Plaza Ballroom, which uh, it, it, during COVID restrictions, we can seat 480 people. But as that thing is lifted off, we're going to be able to fit in 1,600 people. I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. Uh, but I just want to really encourage you. Uh, please fill out the survey that we have. Uh, it'll be coming up on the screen right now. You can scan the QR code or go straight there to favored.churches forward, straf, uh, forward, uh, uh, forward slash uh, life services. And, and we really want you to fill out this survey because it's going to let us know uh, how many people are coming because we've got a hard cap on service numbers. And, and so we need to know so we can make sure we have the right amount of services planned. Uh, we've got both English and Taglish available. So please let us know and how many people. You can come to both if you want. You can come to all the services all day if you want. Just fill it out accordingly so that we have the numbers that we have. And as well, our Legacy Offering Giving is actually opened as of today. Uh, we're going to be taking up an offering on the 22nd. It's going to be our first Sunday back uh, but we're going to, I, I'm, I'm asking you to, if you can avoid giving cash, don't give cash unless you really have to, then you can come. But you can even begin to give online right now. The website is on uh, the screen again. It's give.favor.church forward slash legacy. And you can give online now. You can wait till the day. On the day, we're going to actually give you envelopes that you can either put in a check or put in your cash or you can write on it the miracles that you're believing for from God, and we're still going to be able to come in and put it in a giant big box, all socially distanced, of course. Uh, but I want to encourage you, get online, and you can see a few of the things as well that we are partnering with as a church, which we're going to talk about in these next few weeks. I want to quickly go to the Word of God, and I want to pull out some thoughts, and then we're going to pray today. How excited are you about our new building? I am. I... I'm going, to talk, I'm going to talk about it, but here, let's go. Psalm 112, verse 1. This is what it says, praise the Lord. That's a good psalm to start. Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy, and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous compassionate and righteous good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly i love this scripture i think it's a great scripture that gives us some key insight into how we can live a legacy and what we need to do and so i got three thoughts that i want to share with you today the first one is this your legacy begins in your heart not in your hand the psalmist, he, he gives these beautiful promises. What are the promises? Children will be successful everywhere. Come on, every parent said amen to that. An entire generation of godly people are going to be blessed. You will be wealthy. Come on, every person said 
Amen. Come on, you want to be wealthy, and your good deeds will last forever. These are incredible promises that every person would want to access, but unfortunately, these promises are only for a certain group of people. You know who those people are? Let's read verse 1. It says, it's for people who fear the Lord and delight in obeying His commands. What's God's requirement for all these possible, uh, all these promises that come? That you would fear the Lord and that you would obey His commands. And not just obey His commands, but the psalmist says that you would delight in obeying His commands. There's a difference between obeying and delighting in obeying. When I tell my kids, when they're not doing something right, I say, hey, walk over there. There's a difference in their behavior. If they don't really want to do it, but they know that I'm the authority of the house, I'm the man of God, I'm the father in the house, and that their life will not be good if they don't listen to me, what do they do? They go, yes, dad. And they walk. No delight whatsoever, and there's no blessing that comes. But when I say, hey, Hope, put that down, she goes, yes, daddy, I'll do what you say because you're the greatest daddy in the world, full of such wisdom and amazing hope, right? Like, what happens? Oh, I delight. Why? Because she's delighting in obeying my command. She's not just obeying it. And again, I don't want to oversimplify a legacy offering into something that you just give, just cash that you're giving over. But the reality is this, whatever you give, whether it's money, whether it's encouragement, whatever you're giving out is an overflow of what is happening in your heart. And so your giving always starts in your heart. What's in your heart today? Do you fear the Lord? Fearing the Lord, if you're new to church, it's one of those Christianese things that kind of sounds weird because you're like, well, why should I fear him? He's a loving father. Fear is not the same as, as being afraid of God. Fear is a sense of awe. It's a sense of reverence. It's a sense of respecting the holiness of God. And so when we fear the Lord, we have this awe. We have this sense of, wow, you are God. You are holy. I'm standing on holy ground. I want my children and my children's children to see my legacy that I live. I want my children to be successful everywhere. I want an entire generation of godly people to be blessed. I want to be wealthy, and I want my good deeds to last forever. Where does it start? It starts in my heart. Matthew 15, Jesus talks about out of the, the depths of your heart, so you shall flow, and what you say flows. And it's not just what you say, but it's what you do. Out of the depths of your heart is going to flow not just your words, but your actions and how you live. And if I want to leave the right legacy to the generations that are coming, I have to make sure first, before I talk about my actions, before I talk about the amount of money I'm giving or how I'm being kind to people, I got to make sure where's my heart. And my heart is this, I love the Lord, I fear the Lord, I have respect for the Lord. Greater is one day in His house than a thousand elsewhere. Why? Because I have fear and reverence for the Lord and who He is. Your legacy doesn't start in your hand, it starts in your heart. But what's in your heart will get to your hand very quickly. Second thought I want to pull from this today is number two is leaving a legacy that helps people. Verse 4, light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are, what are they? They are generous. Godly people are generous. They're compassionate. And they are righteous. One thing I love about our legacy offering is that we get to partner 
with amazing organizations that carry the same heartbeat that we have in our church. In the next few weeks, you're going to learn a little bit more about some of these organizations. If you've been around our church for a few years, you'll probably already know some of them. But if you're new to our church, you'll get to know who we partner with. There's things in our heart that we want to do as a church, but until we get the opportunity to do it ourselves, we're going to partner with people that are doing it amazingly. I love uh, uh, what the Bible says in Matthew 9. This is what Jesus said. He says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. You know, Jesus didn't just let his compassion stay in his heart. He did something about it. He reached out to the crowd. He fed the crowd. He loved the crowd. And, and when I see the organizations that we get to partner with, I don't just have compassion, but I want to back that up with action. You know, one of our our organizations, and, and I don't even want to call it an organization, I just want to call it one of our family, is Consider the Lily. Uh, this is run by, uh, people call her Mama Josie, and, uh, and to me, she's, she's Josie. I've known Josie a long, long time. She's like a little sister to me, and this home is an amazing home that has literally taken young girls out of situations that are horrible for them, rescued them from some, from some of the most horrific things that have, that have gone on and put it in a home where not only are they now safe, but they're growing, they're going to school, uh, they're learning about Jesus. Uh, these guys are actually, they all come to our church. They serve, uh, some of them have grown up in the last four years in our church, uh, going to youth group, in kids' church. They were the entire kids' ministry of our church when we started. It was CTL and our little white children. That was it. And, and, and we love it. And I love Josie. And I'll never forget uh, about seven years ago, uh, Kate and I came on a vacation and we met up with Josie and we sat in a restaurant in the hills of Antipolo called Gorillas, which is, I would never believe this, but owned by you. Who would have ever thought seven years ago, I didn't even know you. And uh, if you don't know, I'm, I'm talking about Lizzie here and, and Gorillas. It's, it's, it's like the, it's, it's a restaurant up there. And I sat with Joe. And if Josie's watching, shout out to you, Josie. And, and Kate and I were there and we sat with Josie and she began to tell us her story about how she started the, this, this small group of just pulling girls out of the community. And then all of a sudden, she began to hear the stories of what was happening. And God began to compel her, and she had compassion. And she didn't just think, oh, that's not a good thing. She actually began to do something. And she created this home. And when I heard that, my compassion rose. And in fact, CTL was the first organization that we partnered with as a church. And I believe we're going to partner with them for the rest of the lifetime of our church. We love you. We believe in what you're doing. We, we are so grateful for the lives that you have changed. They're going to start new houses. They're going to do it all over the Philippines. And we're going to be a part of it. Why? Because when you see something, compassion gets a hold of you. When, when your heart is right before the Lord then quickly compassion and generosity. Compassion starts in your heart. The outworking is generosity in your hand. I love Redemption Christian School run by uh, the Nichols family. This is a school that is, literally exists for children that would not get the opportunity to go to school. What is so crazy is that I am so passionate about education. And the reason why that's crazy is because of how I treated education as a child. <laughs> And if any of my teachers are watching miracles, there can be miracles. Can we say that? I never took education seriously. Why? Because I was privileged. I had it. 
But it's when I grew up and I realized that maybe some people that don't get the same opportunity of education might not get the same opportunity at life. And they continue just rolling in this circle of poverty, this poverty mindset. And I believe that we can break that through education. And Redemption Christian School in the last year has been able to start building their own building that we're a part of. And we love them. And they are sending, not just sending kids to school, but they are actually uh, reaching out to the family members and sharing Christ with them. I love it. You know, one of the other great things uh, that we're a part of is Water for Africa. We've been with these guys for years. And I love this because it has nothing to do with the Philippines. It doesn't even have anything to do with Asia. It has everything to do with Africa. Started in Tanzania. And what this incredible organization does is they go in and they either repair broken wells or just build brand new wells in communities. And why that's so important is two reasons. One, it, it's, it's bringing health to these environments. Uh, some of the times these people, these communities are drinking dirty water. Uh, they're drinking things that are making them sick or they have to walk kilometers. Uh, and I'm talking 10 kilometers one way, 10 kilometers back in the hot sun with water on their head just to get clean water. These guys roll in. They either fix broken wells or they make brand new ones. The whole community comes around. You should see the thankfulness on the community when they get fresh water in their community. But this is what's amazing about it. It's not just a social justice that feeds the poor and gives water. When that whole community is around, thankful, in debt to these people, you know what they do? They, they talk about Jesus. They say the reason why we're doing this is because God loves us and we want to show you the same love that God has showed us. And not only have they been able to affect communities, but they've been able to see many thousands of people get saved, respond to the gospel of Jesus because the, the water, physical water made a way for the spiritual water from heaven to come. And when I see these people in these organizations and there's a few more that were a part of what happens, compassion rises up in my heart and when compassion rises up in my heart i cannot sit and do nothing and as a church we cannot sit and do nothing can we save the whole world no sometimes you always say that we're going to save the world the reality is not going to happen but god has given us people to partner with so that we can save this part of our world and if there's enough churches doing this around the world then the church of jesus christ can save the world this is our part, and this is the part that we're playing. The third thing is this, is that leaving a legacy can change a generation. Leaving a legacy can change. I'm, I'm watching everyone on, uh, on Facebook right now. I love seeing people uh, commenting. Uh, Gene, uh, a great guy in our church, is commenting on here. Shout out, Gene. How you guys doing? And, uh, and Benjamin Jaramilla is on here. So good. So, so good, right? <laughs> Uh, so if you're on Kumu right now, if you're on Kumu, if you're on Kumu, come on, throw us some uh, Malakanyans uh, on there. Uh, my third, my final point is this, leaving a legacy that can change a generation. Uh, verse 2, what does it say? Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. An entire generation of godly people are going to be blessed. Uh, we're, we're all sitting and standing right now in... In this, uh, in this miracle that we had in our church. Uh, this, uh, this is our church venue that we, we rent and we lease. And when we first came into, many people will know the story, it was a huge financial risk. 
and a financial jump that we made to actually come into this venue. Uh, we came in when we only had a couple hundred people. Our income was here, and what was required to do this was here, but God made a way, and he did a miracle. And within the first month of being uh, in this building, we ended up doubling our attendance within a month. Uh, we started in May, and by January, in January, the first week of January in 2019, the beginning of last year, uh, our attendance uh, went up by 33% in one Sunday. Um, it was the first of the year. I was like, what we were all, it was the first time we put on staff. We only had one staff member to that point, but in that week we put on 11 staff and, 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 and then 33% just increase. Um, and I believe that was a, a timing thing from God, that he waited until we were ready to handle it. But I thought, you know, maybe this is just a one-off thing, you know, New Year. We were doing an anointing service, so, you know, maybe all the Filipinos want to come. You know, they want, the, they want the anointing just for that Sunday. And so I'm like, it's okay, everyone. We'll, we'll probably go back to normal next week. Uh, the next week came, and, and there was 40 more people than the last week that came. And I, and I said, okay. Uh, okay, God, maybe you're doing something here, but it's just two weeks. Come on, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's just two weeks. You know, it's like the guy that the girl looks at and he's like, oh my God, I'm going to marry her. No, calm down. <laughs> she just looked at you. Give it a couple days, right? Uh, and so I was in, in my heart going, no, no, it's okay. Uh, the next week came and from the, we had 40 more the week before. And then the third week came and we had 60 more from that 40 more from the week before. And I went, okay, God, you're doing something. The week after, we had our, our, our presence week, which is our week of prayer and fasting. I prayed all week, and I felt the Lord put in my heart, uh, your building's too small. Start to look. And I'm like, God, <laughs> I've just had the craziest eight months of my ministry life where I have not slept many nights uh, God did financial miracles. I've preached about this before. Did financial miracles. We still hadn't even paid off this building. And I felt God say, start looking because this building won't be big enough. I shared it with our staff. Uh, we all sat around. I'll never forget. You can't see it, but just up the back there where some of the people are sitting. We had in the middle of presence, we had a meeting. I said, guys, I just really feel like the Lord has put this on my heart that this building's not going to be small enough and we need to be on the lookout. That was at the end of January of 2019. And we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and two things happened. Number one, we continued to grow as a church and added more services until we got to five services. Number two, everybody shut us down with a building. There were moments where, like, we got in, it looked good, and then right at the last minute, the door got shut. And it got to the point where there was one person that said, hey, we got this opportunity. And I said, don't tease me. I said, don't play. I felt like the young boy, the teenager with the girl. Don't, don't tease, don't play with my heart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't play with my heart, right? And, and it's almost like I protected my heart. I protected it. And, and then it looked really good. And so I started to let my heart come out. I'm like, this could happen. We could do this. In fact, it was the very venue that we have now. And at the last minute, the door just shut. And, and, it, and it just broke me. And I was like, God, why? You said this. And we were, two weeks before our, the COVID uh, uh, lockdown started on March 15th, two weeks before, we had the largest Sunday attendance that we'd ever had as a church to the point where we had people sitting on the ground 
our, our rows were like so thin you had to walk down like this. People were in the foyer. And these are great problems to have, uh, except if you're the one that has to come up with the solution and I didn't have a solution. Uh, now cast all your cares and your burdens upon him. That, that's good. And, and I preach that, uh, but it's hard to do it sometimes in the moment. And then COVID hit. And as much as I've hated COVID, the only good thing about COVID was it took the pressure off me to find a venue for the next month. But as COVID's gone on, we prayed, we prayed, we prayed, and God supernaturally opened us uh, up to have access to uh, people in positions of authority and in positions of, of decision-making that actually took favor upon us. And where a door was once uh, slammed in our face, now that door was open. And it's a miracle that we've been able to get this, this venue. We, we're not just getting it for the next couple months, but we've been able to, to uh, lease it for Sundays, just for our Sunday services, uh, for the entire year of 2021. Uh, there's a couple of Sundays that, that we have to find somewhere else, uh, but that's okay. We've got a great, flexible church. Oh, come on, we all, we're, we've all just handled COVID. Come on, we can, we can find another venue for one day. And what's amazing about it is because of the size of it, it enables us to come back early because 30% capacity still is larger than what our current space is that we have. And the moment they make it to 50% capacity, we can have 800 people. And the moment we're allowed to go back to full services, we're going to be able to fit 1,600 people in there. We're going to have a great kids' church. It's connected to Robinson's Galleria, which is recently renovated. It's beautiful. There's so many restaurants in there. Come on, Filipinos. Christian Filipinos know how to eat better than any other group of people in the planet that's what I told them I said I said if you give it to us this is my guarantee every Christian come on you got to negotiate right I said this is what I guarantee every Christian either before or after service will have a coffee and will have food And so that's what got it. And, uh, and, and here's why I'm excited about this. Because of this verse, an entire generation of godly people will be blessed. And as I was preparing this message, I felt the Lord just put in my heart that entire, an entire generation of people are going to be blessed through that room and what that room will lead to. That's not the end of the journey. It's just the next step in our journey. And through our legacy offering, this is one of the things we're giving to. We've got to buy sound systems. We got the rent. The rent is more uh, than, than uh, what we can probably, you know, do at the moment. But we're believing that God's going to grow and we're going to grow into it. And, and, and it's a step of faith that we're taking as a church. Too many people wait for God to provide before they take the step of faith and they end up waiting their whole life. Why? Because God responds to your faith, not just to your need. People have a need and they sit in the corner and they don't do anything about it. God doesn't just respond to your need. He responds to your need through your faith. And I believe an entire generation 
not just ours, but an entire generation coming is going to look back and go, remember that day. You know, in our church, we can look back and go, remember when we started in that little condo in Astoria Plaza in Ortigas, and then we went to that horrible function room in, in Flair Towers, and then we went to that bar with rats running under the stage in the Metro Walk called the Music Hall, and, and then remember with the miracle we came into the promised land of Shangri-La that was only good enough for eight months, and then we had to start looking, and then, then we come in here, and this ain't the end of the story it's just the next step in the story you know what i love about a godly legacy as opposed to just a legacy a godly legacy has eternal purpose yes i want to leave a legacy for my children i want to work hard so that i can give them you know, a step up in life so I can leave money for my grandkids and and I can buy property, put a stake in the ground for my future generations. And that's good. And the Bible encourages us to do that. And I want to challenge you to think generationally, not just think for the now. But more important than that, I want my grandkids to know that their grandma and their grandpa love Jesus. I want the spiritual legacy to come through from my grandfather and grandma. My grandma is watching right now from New Zealand. I love you, Granny. And a lot of the reason why I'm here is because of a praying grandmother. My mother got saved at the age of nine with her father in Fiji when he was in the New Zealand Air Force. My family screwed up. We don't know where we're from. And because of the decision they made, and then my grandmother got saved, my my father grew up in a house that was the farthest thing you could get from being a Christian household. But at the age of 13, his neighbor, John McTackett, took him to church. John McTackett just died two weeks ago. And my dad sent a photo of him in the hospital right before he passed away. And he said, I've got sad news. John McTackett just died. And I remember seeing it. And I remember this heart of gratitude rising up inside of me for the legacy because that man took the neighbor's son to church. He got saved. He got radically filled with the Holy Spirit. And my dad married my mom. And they did the best thing that this world's ever seen by creating me. You don't know who John McTackett is. You'll never know who he is. But his legacy is me. And my grandkids will be his. My legacy is my grandfather. But it's the legacy I leave. And as good as the physical legacy is, you should. Your, your spiritual godly legacy, it has an eternal purpose. And I want to see an entire generation of people blessed. A godly legacy is centered around an eternal purpose. That's why I love the legacy offering. And that's why I'm unashamed to talk about it. That's why I'm unashamed to challenge you that as you give, this is the greatest thing that you can give into. It is good soil. You're giving into the house of God. And I want to encourage you. I'm going to talk a little bit about more this next week more about it. But don't tip God. God doesn't need your tip. Give in such a way that it's sacrificial. Why? Because God's not worried about the amount. God looks at your heart of sacrifice. It's not about equal giving. It's about equal sacrifice. I'm going to talk about that next week. But why is sacrifice so important? I mean, we talk about, you know, sacrifice, sacrifice in your giving, sacrifice in your lifestyle. The reason why it's so important is because Jesus demonstrated what true sacrifice is by sacrificing his life for our sins. You know, for each one of us that are in this room right now, there was a point in our lives where we were separated by God, from God through our sin. 
and a price needed to be paid for that sin. In the Old Testament, I've been reading in my devotions through uh, Exodus and Leviticus in the last month and a half. And it's, it's crazy all the ways, uh, uh, all the, the, the rituals, the religious rituals that the nation of Israel would have to do to atone for their sin. Uh, they would take the blood, splatter around, put it on the earlobe, splash it on. It was, it was crazy, right? But why? In the Old Testament, to atone for the sin that the people had committed, a life would have to be lost. It was an animal or a goat or a dove, and, 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 and this life would be lost. And the blood would be spilt to atone to pay the price for that sin. In the New Testament, this is why we call Jesus the lamb that was slain. Because he went and he was sacrificed and his blood was spilt out in order for us to have access to God. How do we have that access? By coming to God, asking him to forgive us of our sins, admitting our, 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 our things in our life that has separated us from him, acknowledging that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life, and that he is the risen Messiah, the Son of God. There's no other way that we can get. Your legacy offering will not get you to God. Only a relationship with Jesus will. And maybe you're watching today. In just a moment, we're going to pray for the legacy offering. We're going to pray everyone here and, and you watching, wherever you're watching from. But before we do that, I want to give every person an opportunity to respond to Jesus and his sacrifice that he made. For you, if you've never, ever come to a point where you've asked Christ to come into your life to forgive you of your sin. Maybe you did this a long time ago, but you walked away from God. I'd love you to join with me and everyone here. Could you put your hand on your heart right now if that's you? If that's you. And we're all going to pray this prayer out loud, and I want you to pray it with me at home. It's a simple prayer reflecting what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10 when he said, if you confess with your mouth and if you believe in your heart, remember, it starts in your heart, that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. So come on, say these words with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come to you now. And I confess all my sin that separated me from God. I believe that you died on the cross, but you rose again from my sin. So right now I ask, please come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And be my best friend. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. If you just prayed that prayer, that is the greatest prayer that you could ever pray. And we want to know that you prayed it. Why? Because the Christian walk is not meant to be done alone. It's meant to be done in family and community. So you can scan that QR code that you can see on your screen right now. If you're in the Philippines, you could text that number or just let us know. Do an emoticon on the chat. Let us know and we'll private message you and follow you up. But for the rest of us, come on, if you're in this room, can you stand? And if you're at home, this is what I want us to do. I want us just to begin to pray. Huge shout out to one of the incredible men in our church, Ed Bacani. Open hearts, hands, heaven's favor. We love you, Ed. I can't wait to see you on November 22 in our service. Uh, but this is what I want to pray. I want to pray that God will begin to prepare us for the sacrifice that this season requires from us in this moment. That God would begin to prepare your hearts for this legacy offering if you're a part of our church. If you're not, God bless you. I'm so glad you're watching with us. But this is something that I want to challenge, in particular our church, 
that God would begin to challenge you, hey, listen, maybe sacrifice more than you ever have before. Maybe go deeper. And I know that this is a tough season. I'm going to talk about that next week. Some people are like, wow, you're doing this in the middle of COVID? Yes, even more so in the middle of COVID. Because with the sacrifice comes the blessing of the Lord. And I want us to just to begin to pray right where you are, all in this room. Come on, lift your hands to heaven right now. God, I just pray that in this season that you would begin to soften our hearts. That any walls that people have had up, God, any, any walls that people have had with churches in the past that have done bad things with money, those walls would fall, God. And right now, I pray that this sacrificial heart would begin to rise up in each and every one of us. I thank you that we're going to see miracles in this legacy offering, just like we saw in that testimony that God, as we give, you're going to open doors. You're going to bless. You're going to favor God. You're going to do what the Word of God promises, that we're going to see our children blessed. We're going to see a godly generation blessed, that our good deeds are going to last forever, that we will become wealthy in whatever part of our life we need it, God. Oh, I thank you for a church that would sacrifice, that would rise up with one heart, God. Oh, we serve a faithful God. We serve a faithful God. And we love you, Jesus, with all our heart. Come on, let's worship. Let's sing right now. supernaturally God people in that moment they're like you know I love this but man I just feel that stretch I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know if I can give I don't know if I can step out in faith God I pray that you would come through that you would do miracles even in these next few weeks God Lord nothing is impossible for you and I speak that over you right now I speak that over your situation right now. thank you in Jesus name we pray amen 
Thank you so much for listening in. At Favor Church, we're a family, and we believe that the Christian journey should not be done alone. If something really spoke to you from the message, we would love to connect with you to talk it over. Or if you prayed the salvation prayer, we'd also love to be able to share more about the decision that you've just made. Please visit us at favor.church next to learn more. If you want to share this podcast with a friend, simply tap on the share button and send it through. We love you. We're praying for you. Till next time.